GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for choosing the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott, and on Tuesday we discussed autism acceptance with Atrish Sanchez of the Special Needs Action Group. Stand-up comedian Jason Manford is returning to do two shows at St Michael's Cave. We spoke to the man who booked and will produce his show, Jordan Lobez. And Gibraltar lost 3-0 to the Netherlands in Group B of their Euro 2024 qualifier. Goalkeeper Dale Coling thinks that the national team improved after their game against Greece. But first, it's the story of the day of the week, so far at least. The airport tunnel is finally set to open just after midnight on Friday morning. GBC reporter Christina Cortez joined us in the studio with the latest. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Thanks again for joining us on Gibraltar Today. It's the story of the day. It's the story of the week so far. The airport tunnel is finally set to open just after midnight on Friday morning. So if you're travelling into or out of Gibraltar on Friday morning, it should be open by then. And I'm joined in the studio by GBC reporter Cristina Cortez, who's been following the story for us. And uh, we've had a considerable amount of information in the past 24 hours, Cristina. Yes, uh, thanks. So we've uh, got this uh, information booklet. has been published by the government. It's eight pages and hopefully answers some of the questions, not all of them, that people have about the airport tunnel. So uh, it explains via a series of maps the different routes for different types of vehicles. The tunnel will become the only route to the airport and frontier for cars, motorcycles, uh, heavy goods vehicles. Um, and the entry and exit points are at Devil's Tower Road and the Eastgate Roundabout, uh, which is obviously where the heavy goods vehicles go through sure. now and we'll all be going through there in the future. Um, pedestrians, cyclists and scooter users have a choice, however. They can go through the runway, as we heard yesterday. Actually, we knew before yesterday, but the uh, agreement was signed. Um, or they can go through the tunnel and they'll have a separate subway to keep them safe for tra- from traffic in the tunnel. Um so that's the different ways you can go through. And then another element of it that they, that this leaflet kind of uh, looks at is uh, traffic jams. So obviously one of the reasons uh, behind the airport tunnel is to try and reduce gridlock, to try and reduce traffic jams. So it explains uh, some of how, it would, how that will work. So frontier queues, the government says, will not be allowed to accumulate within the tunnel. The idea is to avoid stationary traffic within the tunnel. It says if traffic on the airport and frontier side of their queues... It's backed up to the mouth of the tunnel there. The entrance at the other end on Devil's Tower Road will be temporarily closed. Right. And as the queue clears, vehicles will be allowed through in batches. However, we're not sure yet what will happen to those queues on Devil's Tower Road. Um, uh, We also have seen today that the government has said plans are in place to allow for uninterrupted access to the air terminal, Eroski, Four Corners and Western Beach. That is everything that's not the frontier that's on the other side of the tunnel in a frontier queue scenario. But we've yet to see what those plans are. Okay, and it's a story that of course has people talking and our reporter Kevin Ruiz has been in town to see what exactly they're saying. It's a miracle it's going to open after so much time. Um, Let's see if it works. I would like to know the plan B, which they say if there's queues, what's going to be the plan so that taxis don't have to join the queue. After 15 years in such a small area we live in, because Gibraltar is highly small, I don't understand how 15 years later it's still in progress. But we've got our ocean village that came up very quickly. Uh, um, the Cliftons came up, we've got the other part of Ocean Village, Ocean Spa Plaza, Eastern Beach um, Terraces, so a lot of new buildings have come up. The main 
point Gibraltar needed, which is this tunnel to save traffic, um, the queues, the, the havoc every Friday, Saturday and Sunday, still delayed 15 years later. So highly, to me, it surprises me a lot that very expensive buildings can go up, but what are stupidarians and uh, families across the borders as well as close friends? are in constant conflict due to this. But then these expensive buildings can keep going up. So for me, I find it very, very rare and very confusing how these rich buildings can go up, but our tunnel can't be finished. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Celebrating our differences and building a climate of tolerance. Uh, that's on the agenda for Autism Acceptance Week, which has been marked by the Special Needs Action Group. They've got a campaign called All the Colours of the Spectrum, and Atris Sanchez joins us here in the studio to talk about it. And um, good afternoon to you, Atris. Maybe we can start off by just, um, you know, with the obvious, what is autism? Um, autism is um, a condition, um, you know, it's it's still called autism spectrum disorder, but I, I don't like personally like to call it a disorder, so I, I'd use the term condition, um, and it can affect a person's uh, social skills, such as a communication and the way they interact with uh, people. Um, but I think, um, you know... Um, Unfortunately, it's the stereotype is is to normally just mention the negative ways in which it can affect people. But I think it also um, gives people a lot of strengths um, and you know a lot of abilities that um, you know can can you know give a, give a lot of people um, different strengths such as um, you know attention to detail and. Um, you know, very good pattern recognition, sequence recognitions. They can see solutions that other people can't see, for example. So I think it's a very big, uh, broad spectrum. And I think that as well as challenges that it can present, it can also present a, a lot of strengths for people. There's a, a, an excellent BBC docu-series called Inside Our Autistic Minds, uh, which features Flo, who shared her experience of masking. I'm never speaking my native language and it is exhausting. I'm really tired. I've burnt out from work. I've burnt out from friendships. I isolate myself sometimes and that happens, you know, more frequently than I would like it to. I'd say 95% of my time that I'm awake, I am masking. When I'm with my husband, Duncan, I'm not under the same pressure. I think he's the only human being alive who's ever seen me unmasked. That's quite an amazing uh, insight there into what masking is and how somebody with autism might feel that they're never actually speaking their native language, which really hits home. I think we don't appreciate um, communication um, until we are faced with with that. Um, I certainly didn't appreciate it until I had a child that is, is nonverbal. And obviously you don't appreciate that there's communication um other than spoken language and it's not it's not only because people cannot express themselves with speech that they it doesn't mean they have nothing to say um and so we always need to to bear that in mind and and you know take that into account Gibraltar today with Jonathan Scott. We're going to talk comedy in just a moment but if you weren't here yesterday the bar is pretty high when it comes to guests. <laughs> 
What a special talent. Sergei Krylov uh, brought his violin in yesterday. If you missed that, please go to your uh, favourite podcast provider and search for Gibraltar today. Um, it, it, it was spellbinding. Um, and I think Jordan, who is here to talk about comedy... Uh, did see that uh, because you, you you shared a comment with me, Jordan. It's just wonderful, isn't it? To, it was incredible. See? I mean, just the the absolute. It was. I, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. I wasn't really expecting it. So I was uh, really taken by it, and I think it was uh, quite a moment, even for your for your show, for your listeners. I'm sure to to hear that you've booked some fantastic um, talent again. Uh, for comedy on the rock, how easy or difficult is it to get the likes of Jason Manford to? Commit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always difficult because obviously Gibraltar is so out of the way in terms of their touring and in terms of what they do as a, how they sort of do their their touring paths and their and their sort of what they book and don't book because they you know they want to fit in as much as they can in one day and coming to Gibraltar you kind of lose maybe three days in your schedule. So it, it is difficult, but now slowly, ever since 2019, we started going. We we had a sort of Jimmy Cargate, as I call it, where we released <laughs> the first show ever that we ever did, expecting probably not even to sell out our first show. You know, we were, you know, you're never quite sure. You know, we'd and he's never a really controversial be, character. He's a controversial character, and also, you know, you're never quite sure. You know, when we bring when we did the first time we ever did it, where Jib was into sort of UK comedy, it's quite sometimes quite national based, and maybe people might not get it. And people here have always had their own unique um, mix of, of what they find funny, you know. So, um, but yeah, then we had that sort of situation where we sold out in like the fastest we've ever sold out ever. We sold thousands of tickets within seconds, literally. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We lost 3-0 to the Netherlands in Group B uh, in the Euro 2024 qualifier last night. If you watched it, it was a good game. It was tense. There was a very brave performance, especially in the second half after Liam Walker was shown a red card. And a chance. Oh, what a save by Conan. Well, that looked a certainty to be a fourth goal and Dale comes out bravely and saves at the feet of Verhoes. Yeah, the team played extremely well defensively and I managed to make a few good saves to keep them out. We were composed and disciplined and I think we showed a lot of de- determination in moments when it was needed most. Um, and it's definitely something we can carry forward into the following games. It's a learning curve and this, so far after 80 minutes, has been magnificent, especially if you consider Gibraltar have been down to 10 men since the 50th minute. I think that's a performance that Gibraltar fans can be proud of. The Greece game was good. It was a good uh, icebreaker to get us back into performing ways. We looked back and knew our flaws in that game and uh, looked to improve this time, and it worked out well. We improved from then on, and we'll be looking to keep making improvements. The team looked a lot better organised, and I think that is a very, very good performance to take going into the, the next set of qualifiers, which will be in June. Yeah, definitely looking forward to playing against a nation like France. It's uh, something else to play against nations of that calibre. And to do so against a former World Cup winners, such as France, is going to be one for us to, for us to remember. And now it's time to head home, rest up and focus on club football. The voice of Dale Coling, who was quite heroic at times, as we heard in that match commentary uh, from GBC's coverage last night. Uh, Gibraltar lost 3-0 to the Netherlands, but they take some, um, some positives from that uh, ahead of uh, a break now and also a game against France, a massive game against France this summer.